Pastor Gloria Boyce, and I want to welcome you all to the Billionaire Consciousness Expansion. We're going to have a wonderful Holy Ghost time in the Lord this evening. This evening is going to be a little different. This evening's topic is called Back of Every Disorder is a Mental Knot That Needs to Be Untied. Whether that disorder is mental, whether it's physical, whether it's financial, whether it's whatever it is, every disorder, at the back of every disorder, is a mental knot that needs to be untied. How we arrive at that mental knot, how we allow that mental knot to get into our psyche, we're going to look at that this evening and try and understand it. By understanding it, we'll be able to untie those knots. When you have a knot, you create a knot to block something. But in blocking the bad, you also block the good. Well, all of us on this line at a, is at a point in our life where we can face any situation. Because you know the truth of who you are. So we don't have to pull up walls here and pull up walls there. We, we, we open our arms and say, bring it on. You want to fight? Bring it on. Because we, we know who, who we are and whose we are. And we know that the power of our word. We know who we are. So we don't, we don't have to put nuts here and hide here and duck here. We cut all that nonsense out. So tonight we're looking at the back of every disorder is a mental knot that needs to be untied. We're untying these knots because these knots not only blocking bad issue, but they're blocking a whole bunch of good that flow into us. And these knots, it's not that we purposely did them. We will see how they came into our system and by understanding that we'll be on alert if you know how something enters the system you'll be on alert so when you see it you know hey that's one that needs to be untied tonight i'm looking for two readers philippians 4 6 to 8 and first corinthians 3 16 to 19 two readers Tonight also I'm introducing a new concept. Some of you may have heard it, some of you may not. But it speaks to some of the ailments that we carry around with us through no fault of our own. Not so we have to see how those things get into our system. So tonight I want to touch on a subject called race suggestions. Race suggestions in sociology. I'll just a quick tutorial. I'm not going to drive you with no sense of stats or nothing like that. Just a quick tutorial because we pick up things unawares. So we need to stop accepting things of the past, but judge them for ourselves. Don't openly accept what people tell you, but you judge for yourself. And if it's acceptable to you, you receive it. And if it's not, leave it by the door. All right, so... That's a new concept I'm introducing tonight, race suggestions in sociology. Race suggestions, a fancy title, but you will see it's everyday life and it's man-made. It has, it's man-made and man-suggested suggest, and it has nothing to do with your biology or nothing like that. 
is a man-made concept that has nothing to do with biology. Nothing. Before we call on the readers, let me say again. Tonight we're looking at the back of every disorder is a mental knot. And that mental knot needs to be untied. Now, we mentally adjust to our surroundings. We mentally adjust. Some, something happened, we, we look for a, a path of least resistance. So we mentally adjust to our surroundings. Rather than face a painful issue, we defend and make excuses. Something come up, we, instead of facing it, we defend and make excuses. That is not a bad thing in itself because you must learn to pick your battles. If you try to fight every issue, you're going to exhaust yourself and wear yourself out. So some issues we defend and make excuses. Not because we choose not to adjust the issue doesn't mean that you escape the effects and that you get away untouched. Even though you may not address it, it still affects you because it's in your environment, it's in your society. So at the back of every discord or disorder, there's some subjective complex or mental knot that needs to be untied. We're looking at that this evening and see how we could free up ourselves. Because you know, once you have any kind of blockage within you, you're not only blocking negativity, but you're also blocking goodness from coming through. And we know are more advanced in our development, in our spirituality, and we're stronger mentally, and we know who we are, and we're not so afraid and frightful of every little thing. We are more bold as we stand on God's word. We are a bit bold, so we're not afraid anymore. So let us see if we could untie some of these knots that was preventing things from flowing into our lives. Because if you don't untie these knots, you're going to keep the blockage. You can't progress. So let's see how we could untie some of these knots that prevent our advancement. So we're going to start with the readings. And then, as I said, I want to touch on a new subject. Some of you may have never heard of it. Some of you may have heard of it. I just want to give a little quick tutorial on race suggestion in sociology because that is part of it. It's not something that you did. It's something you were born into. But not because you're born into a society that is not honest means you have to accept everything they dish at you. In the beginning, when you didn't know better, you accept. But now you know better, you don't have to accept it. You have a choice. All right, so let's get the readers of the scripture and then we will get started. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Here endeth the reading of the word. Praise be to God. Next reader. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God 
and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. The word of the Lord. Praise be to God. So right away you see the scriptures uh, are speaking to what we're talking about this evening. The fact that at the back of every disorder there's a mental disorder. Philippians tell you be careful for nothing. And then 1 Corinthians said, let no man deceive himself. Be careful for nothing and let no man deceive himself. Before we get into the deep word, let me give you a little background in race suggestion in sociology because it speaks to untying of knots. I just, it's just a quick tutorial on race suggestions in sociology, in sociology. I have to define this because at the back of every disorder is a mental knot that needs to be untied. Now, throughout our lives, we have been fed several factors that let's, led us to think less of ourselves. We didn't make this up. From we came onto this world, we, we've been being fed with information and a lot of that information has less led us to think less of ourselves. We didn't just wake up and decide to think less of ourselves. We were fed stuff that, uh, that brought us to that position. Now, some were in our early childhood educational books. Others came from people in authority. Now, wherever they come from, they left are not that must be untied. Now, race is a human classification system that is socially constructed to distinguish between groups of people. Hear me carefully. Race is a human, nothing to do with God, is a human classification system that is socially constructed to distinguish between groups of people. Since race is socially constructed, dominant groups in society have shaped and informed racial categories to maintain systems of power, thereby also producing racial inequality. Now, let us look at this race suggest suggestion in sociology, in sociology. Race is the idea that the human species is divided into distinct groups based on inherent physical and behavioral differences. Now, genetic studies in the late 20th century contradict the existence of any biogenetical distinct races. It contradicts it. Now, so sociology defines race as a concept that is used to signify different types of human bodies. 
Why there's no biological basis for racial classification? Socialists recognize a long history of attempts to organize groups of people based on similar skin color and physical appearance. Sociologists emphasize, though, that while race is not a concrete fixed thing that is essential to human bodies, it is much more than a simple illusion. This is because race rests on the ideas of physical traits and thus describes what people in power think we look like with little regard to how we see ourselves. So people in power, people in authority, they make these decisions and describes what what we look like and with little regard to how we see ourselves. Sociologists do not see racial category as a fixed truth because racial labels tell us nothing significant about the cause and effects of human behavior and biology. But these race relations, because they have been constructed by people in power, and because it was done to keep power over a dominant group, we've been fed some stories, we've been fed some lies, We've been fed some concepts that we accept that goes contrary to the truth of who we are. So I, I say all this so that we could understand that the things that we read and the things that we, in society and the things that in the, in the early childhood education and things that in the fairy tale books and, and some of these things you have to not accept them as being good because your grandmother told you or your great-grandmother. You understand? I want you to judge for yourself and think for yourself. And if it doesn't seem good, dismiss it. There's no rule that's saying you have to accept what you were taught. There's no rule that's saying that you have to accept all these things at face value. Think for yourself. All right. Let's get started. Confusion, worry, anxiousness, tense thoughts, all of these can produce a confusion in the head. Those who worry over trifle little things and think that they are subject to the condition which surround them often suffer from headaches, but a realization of the vitalizing power of the spirit through the entire body quickly removes tension and bring a sense of relaxation to the body. So if we could understand that inside of us is a power, inside of us is a truth, inside of us is something so great and a inner peace that could relax us and and bring a, 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 a total sense of calm to the body. Now, at the back of nearly every disorder or disorder, there is some subjective complex or mental knot that needs to be untied. Generally, some suppressed emotion, 
which perhaps is centered around the affections like uh, likes and dislikes, the loves and passions, and everything which goes with them. Sometimes you want to make something move, a certain move, or you want to take a certain direction, but tradition is telling you you can't do that, or or if. Your family is telling you, you can't go into that direction. So these likes and dislikes, these loves and this passion that inside of you is driving you a certain way, but tradition and the environment and what's been taught to you is telling you, you can't go there, you can't do that. These things tend to bring an ill into your body. These knots must be untied. And it is, and it is, our business here at Sensory Parishes to help you untie these knots. Because these are just things that have been fed to you and has no basis in the spiritual world, has no basis in reality. It's man-made restrictions that, that put there to hold you back, to dominate some kind of power and control. But you don't have to accept these things anymore. Now, peace alone often brings quick results when you're suffering from a headache. Because a lot of these things will, will just give you tension in the head. Anytime you're going up against something that you, you, you want to do, but something, some society is holding you back or trying to hold you back, the first thing to start taking effect of you is, is headaches. No, so if one can stop long enough to realize, if you could pause long enough to realize that the indwelling Christ, the infinite intelligence, that wisdom within, that it could lift the worry and confusion and doubt out of you, Many times, if you could just stop long enough to realize that, many times nothing else is necessary. But you have to be consciously aware that you have a power within you that, that can heal. You have a power in you that could remove this tension. You have a power in you that could release this thing. But you have to recognize it. So if you can stop long enough to realize the infinite wisdom, the infinite intelligence within you, it can lift you out of this worry, lift you out of this confusion, lift you out of this doubt. If you can do that, many times nothing else is necessary. And a safe rule for prevention of headache is thinking correctly. You have to think correctly. Think only whatever things are true Whatever things are honorable, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, think on those things. That is what you must dwell on. That is what you must concentrate on. Now, many of us, we get tired because we follow some rule that is out there. Let a person say to himself, I am overworked. And at once there will come upon him his consciousness and belief in weariness. At once he will start to feel tired. 
people who are constantly complaining of being tired are hypnotized into that belief. If you constantly complain about how tired you are, you're hypnotizing yourself into that belief that you're actually tired. Now, an instance of this is the belief that one more than 40 years of age is easily fatigued. This is where race suggestions come into play. As soon as you hit 40, they they want to you figure that you you're over the hill. So, a suggestion you 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 self-hypnotize yourself through a law of race suggestion. That you you hypnotizing yourself. So, I a good example of this is the belief that one more than 40 years of age is easily fatigued and cannot engage in strenuous exercise of any kind and must work fewer hours a day this race suggestion has hypnotized the entire world that is race suggestion there is no biological nothing that says that you cannot do what you did at 25 you can't do it at 40 but if you buy into that belief that is exactly what's going to happen so we have to look at these so called rule of thumb that we were operating in because there's just race suggestion by a class of people that wants to keep you in a certain realm race suggestion has hypnotized the whole world only a few people past 40 dare to undertake new endeavors and engage in activity with the same enthusiasm that they did when they 25 and when we turn middle age all too many complaints of fatigue we start to complain we tired with this with that only because society tell us that is what is supposed to happen society say that so we bind into that and it it's affecting us if 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 your company closed down and if there's no reason why you can't go and start a job but you're starting you can't you're not competing with the young people you can't this you can't that and if you say that to yourself that is exactly what's going to happen now it's not only society that pass these things down but people in general pass this down even in our families they pass it down and now I'm going to tell you a story. I I'm going to tell you a story that that I heard. And I'm sure many of you heard this story before. But it's it's an example to how one must question things. And there's no reason why you can't form your own opinions about situations. Now, the story is this little girl watching her mother cook a ham. The mother buy this nice ham and the mother cut off the both ends of the ham and threw it away and cooking this ham. And the little girl asked her mother, "Why did you cut off the ends of the ham?" Because she didn't see anything wrong with it. And the mother said, "That's how my mother did it." So I do it the same way. So the girl went and asked her grandmother, 
Granny, why did you cut off the ends of the ham? Mom says you cut off the ends of the ham. Why did you do that? And the little girl and the grandmother said, that's how my mother did it. So I did it the same way. Her great-grandmother was still alive, so she went and asked her, why did she cut off the ends of the ham? And the great-grandmother said, my pot was too small. Her pot was too small to cook the ham, so she cut off the ends. So the, the, the moral of this whole story is that don't just follow things blindly. Question. Because we are missing out on a lot because we just following traditions and we following the blockages that people have placed in our lives. We're just following along blindly. We're following along, but sometimes you must stand on your foot and go against tradition. Sometimes you must stand on your foot and make your own decisions. Don't just follow whatever is out there. Don't just follow blindly. Suppose someone had been bound by mental confusion. Let's just say this. Because a lot of these blockages cause us mental stress, cause us mental anxiety, cause us a lot of mental disorder. But because they're not severe, we're coping with it. But we don't need to have the mental stress or the anxiety or disorder in the first place. So let's suppose someone had been bound by mental confusion. That desires had torn him and conflicts had entered into his life. What would have occurred? So this person is torn with confusion and blocked everywhere he's trying to achieve his goal but he's blocking everywhere so now his mind is all troubled what will happen to him is that he would have come and he would have been continually dropping opposite thoughts in his mentality Every time he gets a block here, he will drop some negative thoughts. Every time he goes here and he gets another block, he drops some negative thoughts. So he would have been continually dropping opposing thoughts into his mentality. And as the mental action, the friction takes place, it might produce a very tired body. And if over chaotic, it might produce what is known as a nervous prostration. It would not, however, be the body that was sick, but a condition brought about through wrong thoughts. So don't take these suggestions lightly in society that society has placed before you and don't these blockages as question them, reason them out in your mind. And make a choice of action and move forward. Now, if the subject thought were a thing apart from us, if we did not have conscious access to it, we could not change it. But being the result of the way thought has worked, we can con 
consciously change it. We can consciously change of what we thought. We can consciously change what we believe that was true. So even though society and people and environment have bombarded us with negativity and led us to believe less than who we are, let us to come to the conclusion of less than who we are, make us block our ambitions. We wanted to go in certain directions, but we are blocked on every side. And we know that these blockages cause a nervous, to have some kind of mental um, problem. But our body wasn't sick. We could change our thoughts. We can change this condition. They were brought about by wrong thoughts. They were brought about by wrong thoughts. So we could change this by right thinking. Now, if the subjective thought were a thing apart from us, if we did not have conscious access to it, we could not change it. But being the results of the way thought has worked, we can consciously change it. It is not apart from us. We can change it. We have access to it and we can change it. If this were not true, mental healing would be impossible. So whatever blockages that we worked around, we could untie those knots and change the way we think. We can free ourselves from a feeling of approaching fatigue by knowing that we have within us always immediately available and inner strength. We don't have to let rules and regulations and all these things control what we do, control our movement, control how we advance in life. As we allow the thought of this to enter our inner consciousness, we'll feel strong, vital, and equal to any emergency. Knowing not that you are the temple of the living God. This power within you is the same that holds the planets in the power back of your word is perfect law and is fulfilled and returned to you as perfect strength. You have power in your word. You can free yourself. We can free ourselves from the restriction that was imposed on us through no fault of our own. But we don't have to believe it. Even some books, you learn to extract the good and leave the rest. Learn to pull what you want and throw away the rest. We can free ourselves. Knowing not that you are the temple of the living God. This power within you is the same that holds the planet in space. 
the power back of your word is perfect law and is fulfilled and returned to you as perfect strength. I want you to say that and I want you to know that. All right, we'll rest here tonight. Amen. I hope you get something out of this. It's a little, little tough tonight, but we have to recognize that the world isn't um, holistic and congenial as we would like it to be. And some things in our traditions, in our past, could also be a blockage. At the time, you may have needed it, but you don't need it now. So you don't have to, to hold on to that. At the time, you may have needed it when you were younger, but you don't need that now. So you can let it go and allow the Holy Spirit to flow. God bless you. God bless you.